This is Contractor Sense with Ruth King. Welcome to Contractor Sense. Here you discover ideas, tactics, news, and information that matters to your contracting business and you. I'm your host, Ruth King. This episode is sponsored by HVAC Trustbooks. Go to HVACTrustbooks.com to discover how this tool can help you close more sales. Thank you for joining us. Here's how we will help your business and you today. You can be profitable and go bankrupt. Yes, you can be profitable and go bankrupt. I've seen it many times in our industry. In today's podcast, I will give you the ways it can happen and what you can do to help prevent it. From what I've seen, there are two major causes of of bankruptcy that profitable companies go through. Number one are bank causes, and number two are customer causes. And I'm going to cover both and what you can do about both of them in this podcast. All right, let's talk about bank causes first. I had several contractors over the years where banks changed policies and they decided that they didn't like construction loans anymore. Now, these contractors had lines of credit. They were current with their lines of credit. They were within all of the parameters that the bank requires, like current ratios over one and debt to equity ratios less than this and da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. So they were current. They were compliant. They were profitable. Bank changes hands, gets sold, um, or a new president came into the bank and they decided they didn't like construction loans anymore. And all the fine print of all of the lines of credit that you sign, there's a little thing that basically says we can call your note within thir- with 30 days notice. And it was February for one contractor. He had a million dollars on his line of credit. He always paid it off. By the end of the year, it was zero you know, per requirements for at least 30 days out of the year. And the bank said, that's it. We're calling your line. We want our million dollars back. And it's February. Said, well, come get my business. And they did. So that's one case. I've had cases where banks froze an account because they were not sure about a loan or something along those lines without even telling the contractor. Now, I'm not sure that's legal or not, but they did it. They froze all of his business and personal accounts because they were not comfortable with their loans without saying anything. Not exactly a good idea. I've had other banks over the years who just simply are in situations where everything was going really, really well, contractors were doing well, and the bank's management changed hands. So bankers are not your friends. And if there's bankers listening to this, I'm sorry. This is my personal opinion and what I've seen over the years. They are not your friends. They are there. They say, oh, you know, you know, let us loan you money for this and let us loan you money for that. And, you know, they get you into this false sense of security. And then all of a sudden they yank the rug from out underneath you. And I have seen it too many times to, to, to know that this is true. So, you know, way back in the early 90s when I started talking about the fact that your Maintenance agreements should be your lines of credit. A lot of this hadn't happened yet. And everybody's going, no, 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 let the bank do the line of credit. And I'm like, no, you want to be your own line of credit. And I got pushback about it. I don't get pushback about it anymore because a lot of them have seen issues where banks decided that, no, we don't like your loans anymore, and they pull them. So 
what do you do with respect to bankers? Because a lot of us do rely on banks for lines of credit and they don't have those problems with truck loans or something along those lines. It's generally the loans that are the intangible ones, like the lines of credit. They know you're going to pay your mortgage because it's your building that you're operating your business in. It's, it's something that is not, that they haven't funded that is quote unquote physical. So like lines of credit, personal, personal loans, things along those lines that are um, not necessarily backed up by a truck or a building or a piece of equipment or something along those lines. So those are where you really need to be careful. And so I would suggest that all of you become your own bank with respect to your lines of credit. And we had a, one of the contractors I work with needed five additional trucks. And a bank came to him and said, we'll give you 1% interest on those trucks. And we looked at it and we did the numbers two ways because they had the money in their maintenance agreement savings account and the, the maintenance work had all been done. So they actually, you know, there was no contingent liabilities against any of that money. So we looked at it both ways, you know, even at 1%, that was still interest versus, you know, you're not getting a whole lot of interest these days on your, on your savings account. And the contractor decided that he'd take the money out of the savings account and pay for the five trucks. He just didn't want another bank loan. He, he's, you know, he's very conservative in terms of what he did. However, he had the opportunity and he had the ability to make a choice. He didn't have to go to the bank, even though they quote unquote were giving him this 1% line of credit that he was um, able to just literally write a check for the trucks. And that's exactly what he did. And he felt good about it. And that's fine. So other people might have said, ah, it's only 1%. And I'll just pay the bank. Um, he, he chose not to. But the, the point is that he was in a position to be able to choose. He had the money. He could have taken out a loan and decided not to. If you don't have the money and you need a new truck, you don't have an option. You got to get a loan for the truck. All right. So here's where I'm going with this. You know, if you have maintenance agreement savings, if you are saving 1% of every dollar that comes in the door, and we'll talk more about this after the break. These are things that can actually help you build some cash reserves, which are important for being your line of credit. All right, so that's basically banks. And I'm going to give you a story I had, uh, and which really illustrates this. I had a client that had 10 plus years of profitable growth, really good contractor, really great at what he did great company culture, great company overall. And he was a, did a lot of commercial work. And three of his major GCs filed bankruptcy within a week of each other. And true story, leaving him holding the bag for over a million dollars in receivables. And he couldn't fund it. It took him out too. So it's a situation in that particular case where customers are, um, paying you more so on a commercial perspective. That's why I say all residential should be COD. And they're paying you and you have to have the ability and the, and the strength, the fortitude to stop working when you're not getting paid. And I'll tell you another story after the break about a contractor who actually got paid and had to give the money back. So when we get back from break, I will continue the stories about how you can go bankrupt while being profitable, and then what you can do about it. Thanks for listening to Contractor Sense. 
I've seen my clients' salespeople struggle when a customer asks why they should use your company rather than the competition when your price is higher and you both are proposing the same equipment. I've seen technicians struggle when customers ask them whether they should replace an 18-year-old air conditioner. And most salespeople and technicians never ask the one question that most customers are concerned about, yet never ask. Can I trust you? I found a tool that gives your salespeople and technicians the ammunition to answer this question and more. And the tool works. How do I know? 68% of my clients are using it to increase sales and referrals. What is it? A trust book with your name on it as the author. More details are at HVACTrustBooks.com. Warning, there is only one contractor per area that can get these great books. Some areas are already taken. They've gone to my clients. If you want your area and want to have a tool for your salespeople and technicians to increase referrals and sales, then go to HVACTrustBooks.com now and reserve your area. Eliminate costly warranty leak repair headaches. Three years ago, Ruth King wrote a leak policy letter for one of her clients who was dealing with huge warranty leak issues. When she gave the letter to technicians and trained them on how to use it, warranty leaks went from zero, that's right, zero. Then, she gave the letter to one of her other clients and any contractor who wanted it. The results? The same. Zero warranty leak repairs. The unexpected benefits? An increase in replacement sales. Ruth shares the letter with anyone and everyone who wants it. So, get your sample leak policy letter for free. No strings, no catches, no guarantee of results. Go to hvacchannel.tv or call us at 877-520-4321. Click on the link in the middle of the homepage to get your free leak policy letter. I hope you experience zero warranty leak repairs and eliminate a major costly headache. We're back. Thanks for listening to Contractor Sense. Before the break, I gave you all the, some of the bank horror stories that have happened where banks have put contractors out of business. And we've also had customers put contractors out of business. I related the story of one contractor who had three GCs go out of business within a week and leaving hold, leaving him holding the bag for a million dollars in receivables, and then that put him out. The other Another story is a contractor uh, that I worked with. He was doing a job for a contractor, and it was he was getting his progress payments on time. And rumors were flying around that the contractor was going bankrupt. And he said, no, I'm getting paid. But he was also really good about making sure that he did get paid. His, his um, collections person was excellent. So the contractor actually did file bankruptcy. And the bankruptcy court came back to him and said, I need the payments made back to us for all the payments that that contractor made to you for the past, I think it was 90 days. And so he ended up you know, he went to his lawyer, he went everywhere else, and they said, yep, the bankruptcy trustee attorney can do that. So he had to write a check back to the trustee court for $60,000, which obviously didn't make him really happy because he had, you know, paid his distributors, he'd paid his people, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Did not put him out, but just beware of that particular situation. So the other thing is that the economy can affect what you're doing. And if you don't have the cash saved up, it can also put you out of business. So here, here's what happened. You know, this happened 10, you know, probably about before the downturn of 2008. We had two contractors, both doing incredibly well, had 10, 15 profitable years. One of them didn't spend all of the money, saved it, had maintenance agreement clients, did 
put their money away and saved for a rainy day. The other one spent every dime that he had, all the profits for 10 years. Economy tanked. Contractor number one who saved the money was able to humble along and scrape by and do the things that needed to do because he had the cash saved up. Contractor number two went out of business because he didn't have cash and he had spent all of the profits. So I think these stories basically show you how you, yes, you can be profitable and still go out of business. So what I wanted, would like to cover now and just talk about is some of the things that you can do. Number one is for those of you who are residential, you have to collect COD. Your, it's expected now. Just You can't walk into a Walmart and not pay. You can't walk into a restaurant and not pay. So everybody's expecting, they go to the doctor and they have to pay their co-pays. So people are expecting COD to pay when the work is done. Make sure that the work is paid for when it's done. This is, happens a lot through dispatchers saying, Mrs. Jones, payment is due upon completion of the call. Will you be paying by cash, check, or credit card? And she puts it in the note. So when the service technician goes to the home, he can say, the office told me that you would be paying by check. So he doesn't even have to bring it up and say, how will you be paying? He can just say that the office said that you would be doing that. So COD number one for all residential. If you are on commercial, num number you must not have more than 20% of your eggs in one basket. That means no one contractor can be responsible for more than 20% of your revenues. In that case, if that one contractor goes out of business your least, you know, it will hurt, but it probably won't kill you. All right. So if you can make that rule, that would be good. You also might make, make, excuse me, you also might want to make the rule where no one industry can be more than 20% of your business. So for example, if you're a, of all of your GCs and all the customers you have are all in the restaurant industry, for example, which has a tendency to go out of business a whole lot more than other industries, or they're all in the pharmaceutical industry, or they're all in you know whatever industry, you probably want to diversify with respect to what your client base looks like. You know, have a contract, have a industry here and an industry here and an industry here, and just make sure that you do that. Next thing is make sure that you have maintenance agreements. And I, I talk about this all the time, but maintenance agreements are what you use to fund your rainy days. You put all of your residential maintenance money away. And, it's, you know, some of you in the beginning can't put it all away. Put 20% of it away. Put 10% of it away. Put some money away for maintenance agreements. It's just simply prudent for you to do that. And I when the maintenance agreement account starts hitting 50, 100, 250, a million, don't take it out. Don't go to the big boys or the big girls toy store. Make sure that you leave it in there because you never know what is going to happen. That contractor who you know had a million dollars in receivables, had he had a million dollars in savings, he would have been fine. And everybody goes, that's a lot of savings. Well, maybe not. I, I was doing a profit or wealth class last fall, and we were talking about the fact that you want to build cash up. And one of the guys piped up, he goes, you know, I thought I had a lot of cash. I had over $800,000 in savings. I got hit with a major lawsuit, and most of that went away. 
you you know not immediately over a period of time it went away but you know number one the stress of the lawsuit number two had he had not had the cash he would have had to worry about how to pay for it and how to defend himself he ultimately won the lawsuit however i mean that's a lot of money to have to spend on lawyers to prove that you were right so you never ever know when you're going to need the money so build up as much as you possibly can Maintenance will help you do that, number one. Number two, if you save one or 2% of every dollar that comes in the door in a savings account, it will add up over the years. You know, had that second contractor just saved one or 2% over those 10 years rather than spent it all, he would have been fine. He would have muddled through 2008 and 2009 and he would have been okay. So my, my, suggestion to all of you is to build what I call the wealth. It's to build the assets, which are two actually. Your customer base is a huge asset. And the second huge asset is cash of some way, shape or form. So if you will build your customer base through maintenance agreement clients and you will save cash either through one to 2% of every dollar that walks in the door, that comes in the door, you put in a savings account or you put your maintenance money away, preferably both. You'll at least have a cash cushion for the day that, you know, something happens and payroll is due and you don't have to worry about where am I going to stress out and get payroll. You actually have it in the bank if everything were to happen that was bad. And hopefully it doesn't. However, it's really a situation of making sure that you're doing the right things to save money and doing the things that will help you stay in business when others might not simply because of either bank issues or customer issues. Okay, so on that wonderful note, and, and I truly mean it as something that is something that will absolutely help you save money, build your customer base through maintenance agreements, bottom line. So thank you for joining us. Choose one thing that you discovered and implement it in your business. These ideas, tactics, and strategies help you make more money, have more free time, and give back. If you like today's program, spread the word. Please review this podcast on any device you are listening to and on. Help a fellow contractor make more money too. For comments or questions, call me at 770-729-0258 or email ruthking at hvacchannel.tv. Thanks for listening. Have a great and profitable day.